Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Come on to the Rock Show. Come on to the People's Show. Come on to the Premier Show. Smackdown. It's November the 18th. Is it actually? I've written down the November the 18th and November the 8th. November the 8th is the right answer, Your Honour. <laughs> contrary to, contrary to reports at the time, it is November the 8th. How funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, Wade Keller says it's November the 18th, did, but... <laughs> the sources tell us. Fifle well, says it's uh, November the 18th. What are we going to do? Soon <laughs> Punk says Alvarez can get stuffed. It's November the whatever... <laughs> Afro Man, because I got high, is still high in the charts. Who were misses? Second week in the row in the top spot. The number one album in the country is Michael Jackson's Invincible. Oh, he's back. It's the uh, the tenth and final studio album by Michael Jackson. Uh, piece appearances from Carlos Santana, Notorious B.I.G., and Slash. Okay. Um, the album's creation was expensive and laborious. It's a good word. You don't see much Laborious. Here. Jackson's laborious. <laughs> Uh, uh. Laborious, yeah, yeah. Why did Will? Oh, yeah. Why did Weird Al Yankovic never do that as a song? Laborious. <laughs> uh, it started the multi-genre production in '97. Did not finish until eight weeks before the album's release. Explored that it cost thirty million dollars to record, making the most expensive album ever made. Uh, I don't remember much about this album at the time. However, it has gained in uh, popularity since he's passed and suddenly everyone in 09 it was voted by online readers of billboard as the best album of the decade i don't know about that one chief <laughs> but do you remember anything about that apart from the one single let's see oh you rob my world was a single crime butterflies which i don't remember and speechless which i, I, I remember the album coming out and i remember like everyone's just excited it was a michael jackson album i can't recall just like it being massively popular um the the single was big he did the the classic sort of big movie production for the video uh my life will never be the same the way i walk the way i, talk, I cannot explain that's the what i know that's of the good. song thank you very much um but yeah and uh it was his best work but then yeah. it was michael jackson so it would always do so well yes it still went uh double platinum in the united states yeah. so 
Yeah, good for him. Uh, <laughs> the Others is the number one film in the country. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, the likely devilish little film. The film <laughs> was a box office success. It starred a bunch of actors and actors. Sorry, I'm getting... <laughs> my, I tilted my, my phone at the wrong angle and nearly blinded myself with these giant lights we have here. So I was just like, stars... Some, ah! <laughs> like, it stars the spots in my eyes right now. <laughs> it's a film that stars a bunch of actors. Matthew blinded himself doing a Zelda puzzle. Ever. <laughs> It stars Nicole Kidman, Christopher Eccleston, Eric Sykes, James Ben... Ah, my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely little creepy film. Uh, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, well, I can't see anything either. Ghosted uh, <laughs> Zoo becomes the undisputed champion of the light heavyweight division as he defeats Zab Judah in a dramatic second-round knockout in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thought Nevada. it was still Taka Oak. Have you seen our... You may not know this because I don't think you're a big boxing fan, but this was one of these things you see out of context a lot of the time. Um, Zoo sparked them, well, not sparked them out, but knocked them down. And then Jedi got immediately up and was like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Then fell on his arse again. Oh. And so the referee ended it. And then he got up and was just like, no, I slipped. And he right, regained his senses rather quickly and was rather effing mad that this much-hyped contest had ended so soon as it did. But it is a quite an impressive. He got, gets it way too soon. Hasn't got his bearings and went, I'm okay. Well, flare flops, pretty much. Oh. As the referee goes, oh, no, he's out. And the, but then he spends the rest, like, the next 10 minutes trying to attack the ref. Is always common. like, no, calm down, oh. for love of God. Well, that's the ref making a judgment call based on... Oh, no, he, he was right. But it was, uh, yeah, who's... Oh, Jane Nady. Uh, so, Zab threw a, a stool at him. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah, got bad. Uh, this week, the Soap family assembled by ITV1's reality series Soap Stars assembled. Oh, I, know, I remember this one. It's where they all come through the warp uh, tubes to beat Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Make their debut. It's Mike Bolton's got the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Ken Barlow's, I can do this all day. <laughs> Originally, Ken, on this. your left. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, I, I say, I'm on your left. I say, I'm on your left. <laughs> Originally contracted to appear in the series for three months. Their contract is extended by a further three months. I have no recollection of them whatsoever. Uh, the the NXT, <laughs> the Nexus of uh, soap. <laughs> The running time of ITV ones uh, this morning is reduced by thirty minutes, making it a ninety-minute program. Don't know why I felt the need to include that. Well, because it's been in the news a lot this week, this morning. Oh, with the with the ousting of <laughs> Philip Schofield. Mm-hmm. And uh, why is that? Well, alleged. No, no. Also this week, SSX Tricky. Ah, oh, so this means that this is around this time that I got my first job working for Electronics Boutique. Oh. Because this was this and SmackDown Just Bring It had come out. Mm. I remember SSX Tricky being on loop on the TV screens. Above. So uh. all day long, you'd have the opening bits of SSX mm. Tricky for like nine hours back in the day. Oh, that sounds tricky. Mm. Yeah, it was. The voice actor includes David Arquette and Oliver Platt together. Wow. Ready to rumble, reunited. Jeez. No Ricky Winterbourne, I'm just saying. 
And in Emmerdale this week, tension is mounting over the Holiday Village when Maggie and Phil discover their cramped accommodation. Oh, no. <laughs> Lucy is thrilled at the chance to earn some extra cash with some cleaning work. <laughs> Charity continues her battle of wits with Zoe Tate, who Matthew had a massive crush on when he was young watching. Ah. Oh, who wrote that? Um, as Zoe watches on triumphantly, Charity Dingle then stuns them both by revealing a stuns new... Stuns them both? A few home... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Charity Dingle! <laughs> Then here's, here's Chris Tate with the Nexus. It's the newbies. <laughs> we walk alone along the if plane. If you want me to stun everyone in this goddamn war pack, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> this dingle ain't got no charity for you, sons of bitches. In Coronation Street, Eve receives a bouquet of flowers with a card. It's got which a pipe in it. Which <laughs> Which suggests they may not be from Linda. <laughs> oh my God! It's all wrestling in the soaps this week. Linda? She knows they are not as Linda would have come in person. <laughs> Linda McMahon, I knew you'd come. In person, give me flowers. She thinks Mike sent them and goes to the factory to tell him that she's... What? She's taking them to the police? <laughs> what? <laughs> Naughty flowers. Look, I've got these. Oh, ta, love. <laughs> Stunners all around. The bill, not on your bill. And it ends with Janice watches Dennis and Eileen, I think, arm in arm going to the chip shop. Supposed <laughs> to the police. Good God, how do we how do we cope with no one? And the only thing more exciting than that is issue 219 of Sonic the Comic. Yay! Uh, with Unnatural Disasters, the only new strip. Mobius has been hit by a slew of freak weather conditions, and on this occasion, a vicious blizzard has struck one of the cities. As Sonic struggles to get people home safely, he notices that the deep snow is becoming slopier. <laughs> That's not the right to. Who wrote that in the wiki? <laughs> <laughs> not colder, not as reducing in temperature. It's becoming slope. That's not right. Becoming slopier. Slopier. The temperature is rising and the snow... Hang on, it's melting too quickly. I'm getting mixed signals here. Seconds later, the city is rapidly flooded and soon the people have retreated the rooftops and life rafts. As Sonic goes, oh no, I hate the bits where I have to go underwater. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I don't remember this. I don't remember that. Uh, I don't remember much. They've said, um, as many interviews, that they weren't trying as hard as they used to when come the reprint error because it's like, mm, eh, whatever. Yeah, what a shame. Right. And... That was the Sonic the Comic. That was what was happening in the wonderful world of 2001. A space odyssey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was stuff that was happening way back when. What a, what a, what a, what. There's a little hour wings from Star Wars episode one, Pod Racer. Mm. What's happening in the world of wrestling? The answers to that questions and many more that you did not ask can only be found here. And they call it a classic Smackdown review. Listening to Tom Campbell, in brackets, massive Sonic fan, and Mafu, in brackets, also a Sonic fan. Yay! Both massive Sonic fans. If you're watching on the Patreon, you'll see that Hello. Matthew Gregg Hello, is Steve. wearing his Sonic the Comic Convention 30th Anniversary official, unofficial T-shirt. That's right. Look at that. It's a beauty. What a beauty. What a fun time that was last Saturday. Yes, it was. Great times. Lovely to see you popping up in York. Yes. Grand nice. old time was had in York. 
you got to see an old friend of yours that you hadn't seen for years. Bummed into a lad oh, I had not met in 20 years. Wow. And it staggers me at the point in my life where I can say that, and it's it's true. And um, yeah, a lovely get together. And neither of us planned to, like, hey, I'll see you there. It was just go there. Oh, he'd, he'd taken a picture. It's like, wow, look at the artwork. And I went, hang on, fuck off, are you here? <laughs> he went, huh? And he didn't respond. So then I got Tom to go on the tannoy and go. Because I was doing, I was on the stage Adam, singing out. Adam, can you, can you please, bing bong, can you please come to the front of the stage? <laughs> lost used, child, lost child. <laughs> I used my powers for good. You did. <laughs> I did use my powers Yeah, but he was in the queue to see Rich Elson, so he didn't come until like an hour later. But uh, <laughs> still, I appreciate the effort. And that was nice. I got to meet uh, real... Real life people that mm. I talk to online. Yeah, you it's said weird when you see like, oh, that's what you are. Mm. When you only know them as a bunch of text and then <laughs> an avatar that sometimes changes and you go, ooh, that's like it's like, funny. oh, you've had a haircut. <laughs> ooh, you've changed your profile pic. What do you want? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's very, uh, very <laughs> aggressive. Whilst we're doing the intro, that's that very rude. It was lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, the experience by Adam Pacitti, which hey. means we can put him in the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, it's getting. Like every week on the main podcast, when I try and mention Rhea Ripley, so she'd be in the, the thumbnail. <laughs> because the numbers are surprisingly large, considering it's like, who's going to win the new title in Saudi Arabia? Rhea, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> if in doubt. Or oh, Rhea... oh, Adam Pacitti, delete is appropriate. <laughs> Anyway. But to go back to it, now we've mentioned oh, yeah, Rhea sorry, Ripley. Actually, now we've mentioned Rhea Ripley, we can put her in the thumbnail too. So that's yeah, there good. we go. Um, Sonic uh, and Knuckles are Rhea Ripley too. Genuinely, what a great day! What a what a great day for fifteen-year-old Tom Gamble. Mm. Saturday was so I got to host the Q and A with the with the original team behind Sonic the Comic. And technical palaver aside, technical palaver aside, it was so much fun to be able to get up on stage and. And, and interview like Nigel Kitching and Richard Elson and Richard Burton and all the people, Carl Flint and mm. Lou Stringer. Uh, I didn't hear most of their answers, sadly, because of the sound issues, but everyone seems to have a nice time. Yeah, it's, it's how you got a giant hall and one PA system. It's like, fantastic. It's going to be, you could be more coherent if you just yell. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Just speak of the mic there, Carl. What? No, Carl, don't use your mouth. Use your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> you, but it was it was nice though because like everyone was just marking out for one of the better. Well, from, yeah, it was it. It was a lot of marking out. It was meeting Richard Elson and Nigel Kitchen uh, afterwards, who I, I adored their work as a kid, and got to actually tell them and speak to them. Mm. And and you know what? It was something with Richard Elson, who turns out he's from flipping my oh, neck of the woods. I could tell because you had the strongest bastard accent. He proper West Midlands accent. All right. Hey, you can you said you did all <laughs> you were a proud you're a pro at this, aren't you? You didn't really think about yeah. I wonder what the artist's accent's like. And then you, oh, the writer's accent. So you hear it and see it in real life, you're like, whoa. <laughs> the best part was obviously when you hear him you're like, oh he's from my neck of the woods, I yeah. he's great. <laughs> no, like... Blew my mind. But not even that, not even mm. that. But it turned out that he was from the he was from the city I grew up in, oh. so he was making those comics that I read and and loved every single fortnight. He was drawing them like twenty five minutes up the road. Oh. Oh, no. Mind blown by that. <laughs> what are the choices? <laughs> what are the choices of that happy night? Aye, aye, aye. Uh, if you came along to Sonic the Comic Con, uh, which weirdly there was a bit of crossover. Because I had a few people come and oh, go, oh, yeah. big fan of Cartaholic. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, get in. So there was a bit of crossover. Uh, my, my mate uh, was like, oh, am I okay like talking to Tom? 
He's like, are you okay? Oh, I'm who's like, your cat? Uh, I won't say the name. Oh, okay, fair enough. But he was just like, because he does wrestling and Sonic. I mean, that's amazing. I went, yeah, just add him. <laughs> add him. You know. What's he going to say? He's like, no, no, thank you. Mm. He'll give you the time of day first. No, it was, it was, it was yeah, he touched base because he, um, Adam's a really good artist. And, uh, and I said, you should show your work to Richard Elson. He's mm-hmm. just there. And he's like, oh, no, I couldn't. I said, why? <laughs> thing yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. it's not like he's good. Even if he doesn't like it, he'll pretend to like it, and that's dopamine, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's like telling an indie wrestler, "Hey, you see Steve Austin over there? Go do a bump in front of him." But it's okay. It's more the case of I go like, I want to briefly pick this guy's brain. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? If I was indie wrestling in front of Steve Austin, I, I go up and ask him about stuff, and I go, "Hey, what do you think of this?" I would <laughs> bump, bump. I go, I go up to Steve Austin and go, what do you think of this? Show him a picture I've drawn on tails. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've got, the, got my wires crossed. God damn, son, I love the artwork you got man, there, man. I'm a big fan of tails. I thought Sky Patrol was a piece of trash. <laughs> what? And what? Why, why do they keep making those games on the goddamn Game Gear? What? What? I bought Tails Sky Patrol. What? Tails Adventure. What? Sonic Labyrinth. Uh, what? Sonic Chaos. Uh, what? Sonic Blast. Uh, what? Sonic One. What? Sonic Two. Uh, what? <laughs> I played the goddamn popcorn maker in Sega World in No, Portland. you didn't, you lying bastard. <laughs> I did. Oh, did you actually? I did. Oh, I, wow. I played. The, I went to Bournemouth when I was like 12, went to Sega World. And uh, they had the popcorn maker. Oh. It was a, the game was crap. You turn this oh, crank, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sonic runs fast, and it and he's on a treadmill running from Robotnik, and it makes burnt popcorn. Yeah. So what but a treat for all involved. You never really think about that, do you? You just go, wow, an obscure, crazy rare Sonic game. I must see it and play it, and then you see footage. You're like, oh right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like in your head, it's like the lost Sonic game. It was during lockdown. The one that could have helped win the war. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a popcorn maker. <laughs> It was during lockdown when I played like all the old like Sonic games every week, and I was like, "Oh, I've never played Tail Sky still, Patrol." You're still in lockdown five years uh, later. Still there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, "I never played Tail Sky Patrol." Oh yeah, let's do a stream of that. Well, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is really shit. What a shame. Right, reality is often depressing, but not when you're around good Sonic boomers. Mm. So thank you very much to Stiv, LT Dangerous, uh, Sen Massa, uh, Turbo, Lola, and Lola. Who else? Uh, the guy dressed as um, Gina. Fabian Vane. <laughs> Gina, yes. Gina, Gina was lovely. Um, uh, and that lad from South Shields, whose name I can't remember right now. <laughs> anyway, so that was Sonic this who week. Was the, who was the, there was also a nice lady there who had a Sonic shirt on, like a Sonic like buttoned up shirt on, who was also a Cultaholic fan. I really sorry. Oh, I don't know. I, I really sorry, but I came over. You didn't say sell, hello to me. The moral fan of your work. They were selling old, they were, they were selling, no, you had a photo with her. There's a photo of you with them. Oh. There was, they were selling old copies of Sonic the Comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was uh, Sen Massa. Or Sen Chono. Ah, oh, yes. Right. Big fan of them. They were lovely. Oh, they, was, they, were, they were funny. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Sonic. You can go to the Sonic the Comic podcast for that with, yeah. with, with Dave Bulmer and, dude, and Chris McFeely. By the way, I like to say, I've been like to speed running. Speed running? Does that work for the podcast? Yeah, well, I'm yeah. speed listening to their podcasts. And it is funny because I'm at the point where they both hate Pirate STC and then also Bath. And I'm like, oh, I loved those as a kid. No. Go fuck yourselves. So what's in the news in 01? Did you get the episode that I'm in yet? No, 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 no. Oh, Which one was that? Uh, it was, I think we, we discussed part three of Countdown to Doomsday. 
Oh, God, yeah. So we've got a bit of like 60 away, don't worry. Right. So, all right, I've teased it for two weeks. We should pay it off. Uh, rebellion. So, WWF held Right, a... you get the mortar, I'll get the bridge. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you hear the people sing? <laughs> Singing the songs of angry men. Sick Tyrannus, you cunt. <laughs> Sorry. It's the music of Robotnik who will not be slaves again. Um, so... <laughs> WWF Rebellion, uh, this was a Sky Box Office exclusive pay-per-view in the UK. It was part of a deal that WWE had with Sky. It's been the conversation again this week in the real timeline of 2023 because uh, a lot of discussions on TV rights and stuff and Sky may be uh, looping back around to bid again uh, when, the, when the UK rights come up because the one issue that WWE had, well, there's a few issues that WWE and, and Sky had was WWE wanted more UK pay-per-views and we'll give you a rebellion, shut up. Uh, but then as soon as they left Sky, they ran Clash at the castle and they're running money in the bank. So Sky have gone, well, no, we will do that. Do that for you, dickhead. But BT Spot been a really good media partner, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but... It's part of the deal that he had with Sky. They ran box office pay-per-views. So basically, for the low, low price of fourteen ninety-five, you could watch a house show live. Excellent. So, um, Rebellion was a sellout way ahead of time, which Ooh. doesn't surprise. It's a UK pay-per-view. Yep. They always do well. Uh, reports of the show, the match quality was top-notch. In particular, uh, the, the, the three matches that went on last. So, the general feeling was it was the second best of the UK set of pay-per-views, trailing only behind One Night Only in 1997. Uh, the negative, and that was the, in fairness, and that was the gold standard back then. That was shows. the gold standard. Uh, the negatives are the usual complaints about every UK pay-per-view is that they don't do any storyline advances. They don't do any title changes. They are booked like house shows or the work rate is usually up because all the key people in management are there and because the UK crowds are, since WWE comes so infrequently, hotter for the product. How dare they say that? Bulldog beat Crash Holly for the hardcore title <laughs> to virtually no reaction at Rebellion 2000. They brought back Tiger Alley. They brought back Leaf Cassidy for one night to lose to Tiger <laughs> Alley Singh, uh, who came out and I think was meant to do a heel, uh, a face promo, but got booed. It was really weird. But that was 1997. How are they in 2001? So uh, well, Vince and Shane were there and they were in skits backstage. They didn't get in front of the crowd. Uh, and, and and make some racist comments like Vince McMahon did oh, that one God. time at, I believe, Mayhem in Manchester or Capital Carnage, one of the two. Uh, Hugh Morris and Chavo Guerrero came over and they played the role of roving backstage reporters. Uh, <laughs> what? <clears throat> Are you pulling my pudding? No, I'm not pulling any pudding. Uh, their role mainly was to try and interview the women's wrestlers and knock on various doors and catch them in, in, in states of undress. Uh, they caught Stratus naked and Lita in a bra and a thong. They barged in on Molly, who was fully clothed, but got the maddest of the three because they saw her without her cape on. So it was quite funny. Oh, okay. There's a payoff there. Yeah. So All I guess, right. I guess I, Hugh, at this point, Hugh and Charvo are just like, we'll try anything. So this is like a little almost like a, a backdoor pilot for them as sort of comedy backstage foil. We're just happy to be doing something other than getting shouted at by Steve Austin every no, week. I'm thinking Charfo next to Hugh Morris, they're not 100 miles away from looking like what I imagine Bulk and Skull look like on the Comic-Con scenes. <laughs> it was very Bulk and Skull. Uh, Jim Ross, before the show, spoke to the live crowd and told people that they're here to show that they're not afraid of terrorists. Um, I was a little bit about to say, did Jim Ross come out like, America, you can love it or leave it? Yeah, well, we've cle you've clearly left it, mate. You're in, you're in, you're in the UK. He's it's like, thanks. It's Steve Austin here, please. <laughs> okay, so the card. Uh, Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn teamed together for the very first oh, time. Oh, boy. They beat the Impact players in a dark match. <laughs> what the Landstorm and Just Incredible got back together. 
on this show to lose to Billy and Chuck in an unrecorded match. Wow, mm. okay, it's interesting. And uh, they looked, they, they looked at the, the, the uh, backstage, the booking team looked at Lance Storm and Just Incredible, looked at Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn and went, yeah, Chuck and Billy, we should get behind them. <laughs> Fucking WWF, am I right, kids? They constantly chivalry. around. In the opener, Edge beat Christian to keep the IC title in a steel cage match. They got three and a quarter stars. I remember that being very good. Did very well. Uh, Scotty Duhotty and the Hurricane had a banger for two and a quarter stars. Fast paced, nice fun. Big Show beat DDP uh, with a choke slam after three minutes. Said to be a bad match, minus one. (laughs) The Dudleys kept WCW tag titles uh, over the Hardys and the APA. Uh, Some reports say that people treated this as an intermission match. Even though all three got all three teams got big reactions, people just needed a piss after Big Show and DDP. <laughs> that's some quality snark. That no, I, I said that. Oh, <laughs> that's that's me adding a little bit to the top. That's, like, oh, one that's is my prime. quality snark. Like you said, there's some prime. Like oof. William Regal beat Tajiri in just under six minutes by submission. Post match, Tajiri missed in Regal and kicked him in the side of the heed. Uh, Regal got heavily booed, and to make sure he was, he came out on the microphone and and took the piss out of David Beckham. (laughs) He was a man new guy at the time and a big star, so just in case anyone fancied cheering Regal, hey, Beckham's rubbish. Oh, and so is Charity Dingle. <laughs> so is Emma Dale, you bastards. Uh, Chris Jericho retained the WCW title, pinning Kurt Angle. An excellent match, apparently. Yeah, uh, these two never had starts. a big pay-per-view match apart from this. Yeah, this was their big. This was their big one. I thought it was a bit weird in the UK. Uh, Lita and Tori Wilson beat Stacy Keebler and Mighty Molly. Uh, minus one, Trish Stratus was ref. That's not why it was minus one, which is an additional fact. <laughs> minus one star. Yeah. Uh, and in the main event, Steve Austin beat The Rock in 22 like, minutes to okay. retain the WWF title. Three and three quarter stars, the best match of the show. Now, after the show went off the air, Jericho came out and attacked The Rock, but The Rock dropped him with a rock bottom. Austin's music then played, but then Austin didn't come out. The Rock challenged Austin to come out, which eventually he did. Rock said he didn't want to fight, and Rock and Austin kept interrupting each other on the mic, mainly doing catchphrases. They ended up doing this. They ended up singing. They got together because oh. they were doing this a bit, weren't they? Yeah. There's, there, there's a great bit in the in I think the last um, Raw before Survivor Series, which is actually yes, we'll been, see next week. Again. No, we won't because it's been cut from the network. No. <laughs> last time I checked, it was cut from the network. Well, because they sing this. Oh. I guess because they sing the song. It's weird. But on this occasion, as well as singing Smackdown Hotel to um, Heartbreak Hotel, they also sang London Bridge is Falling Down. <laughs> that classic song. That classic song in Manchester. Uh, they then sat then, and then after that, after a bit of singing, the rock, rock bottom Steve Austin yeah. said, everybody home happy, people's elbow. Uh, thanks for coming, everybody. You know what? Not a bad show. I know we oh, don't yeah. t- we don't tend to watch the UK only pay views anymore because they are just inconsequential. But should you fancy a bit of extracurricular activity, maybe you're an American listener who hasn't any idea of the UK shows. Do check them out. They're a bit fun sometimes. Yeah. Sorry about how bad Archie is. 
<laughs> Is that oh. another Sonic reference? Any other news this week? Yeah, so uh, there are plans uh, for the WWF post-invasion. This is in The Observer this week. It says, Vince McMahon's idea as of this weekend was shortly after Survivor Series to do an angle to split the company into two equal groups. Presumably, the WWF wins the Survivor Series winner-take-all match, although they could always do a Vince McMahon heel turn and go the other direction. But either way, nobody expects any period where the losers would be off TV. It's the same idea originally planned for the summer, which ended up being a major storyline that was dropped when McMahon made what was likely the correct decision at the time uh, and and decided to do the invasion storyline instead. Um, the idea, like over the summer, is to have a draft to determine who goes where. The biggest argument against the draft, as noted when it originally came up, is after the first half dozen or so picks, it makes everyone on the roster come across as also rans, which serve no purpose with so many newcomers that could have been pushed. So we're already at this point where we're thinking mm. roster splits and a draft, which we won't get until after WrestleMania next year. Right. And it's something they... Now, to be fair to them, this is something they wanted to do months and months and months mm. ago. They wanted to split the roster and have two separate touring brands, but they were so lacking in talent at the top... The plan was to have a WCW show and a WWF show, but networks didn't want the WCW show that WWF were putting out because it didn't have any of the big WCW players. Again, just one of the favorite little news bits that's come out of the doing this series. That you didn't know before. Yeah, is them going, all right, pal, Vince sat down with all these suits thinking, I'll just give him some old Wiggum charm, I guess. And I'm going, so you want us to do a WCW show? I say, yeah, but where are the, the WCW stars? Where's Hogan, mm. Sting, Flair? And I bet it's just like, oh shit, this guy actually knows what, what we're talking about. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I could put the, we'll put The Rock on the show. And they're like, well, no, we, if you're saying WCW, it needs yeah. to be WCW. Very interesting in a Sean Stasiak, so. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was uh, amusing. But yeah, so it, yeah, it is funny seeing what could have been in the eventual, well, sorry, what they attempted to do with having WCW as its separate brand mm. and everyone going, you know, you spent the last few years saying they're shit and I want us to take them on and you don't have the stars. So it is shit. It's even shitter now than it was at its peak when you're calling it shit. Yeah, you've made like, it even mm. shitter. But the idea of splitting the rosters is a fine one because there are a lack of new stars at the top because with the roster being now so stacked with having so many different people coming from WCW that... It's what AEW has now. It's that issue of, wait, these guys at the top, and then this big, big old chunk. Like, it looks more like one of those Scooby-Doo sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Giant mid-card where no one's really mega over. So, yes, but in the thing was uh, much needed. And it allows you to create those stars that, that can possibly become the top end, the bread of the mm -hmm. Scooby-Doo sandwich, rather than all the meat and shit in the middle. Yeah. It uh, took a while to get properly established, but so it's everything good. But, yeah, I mm. think three's better for it. Uh, we'll, we'll, it took a while to get there. We'll get into SmackDown. Uh, the, just a few notes on that one. Uh, nowhere near close to full again uh, is the arena. SmackDown, uh, uh, the SmackDown show crowd wasn't massively into the show and there wasn't many people there. Yeah. It's a real, and, and this is interesting, this is a real, there's a real downturn in business. And I think a lot of people have very rose-tinted spectacles about this invasion storyline. But this is at a point which we've talked about over the few last few months. Business is down. Like this is like this is like a real difficult time for the WWF. I believe in the next week, next time we get together, uh, we will talk about layoffs that the company makes. I think these they I think they let go of about 40 staff members uh, in WWF because business isn't great. But you you know some people look on this time, you know, and lament on it as a great time in wrestling. But actually, they were 
they weren't doing great. No. It was a really rough time. So the, the idea of having two separate touring brands, whilst expensive, because whilst you double your costs, you potentially double your, double your revenue, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's one that we'll talk about. Uh, on Heat, uh, we had the official debut in the US of Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn. Oh, they love yeah. this team. They're going to turn it around. Uh, and DDP had his first TV match outside of Rebellion, uh, and he got pinned by Edge. So thanks for coming. <laughs> I don't get it. It's that. What's that gif with the guy who shoots the guy in the in the background? Is that, he's, he's got the microphone here, and he and he pulls a gun and shoots the guy behind him, and and, and like it's like I can't believe we haven't got any stars. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's that. I can't believe we haven't got any WWE yeah, yeah. stars <laughs> with any value. <laughs> it's that at the moment. So that's that. Quite a thin week this week. Uh, lots we'll get into next week ahead of uh, the the end, the zenith of the Invasion storyline, oh. which is on the horizon. But for now, let's throw it over to Matthew Gregg to talk about this week's episode of SmackDown! Last Monday night. Monday, Monday, Monday. Vince McMahon has a major announcement. Did he used to serve with general knowledge? <laughs> I missed the recorded footage of the TV effect. That means don't do anymore. Kurt Angle showed his true colours, so we're going to have someone from the Alliance join the WWF at Survivor Series. And Vince gives it away and says, that person is Austin. Austin says, uh, no. Austin has to be Austin, he tells Vince. And stunners Vince. He doesn't actually say no. That's right, yeah. And I was going to say, and uh, Vince is shown grinning mm. as Austin walks the back. Backstage, Austin is shown mouthing off at the Alliance, who have all gathered round to stare at him. They all think oh, <laughs> Austin is acting sus. <laughs> ah, that's why Vince was smirking. He knows the Alliance will be miserable with Austin because of what he said. Or maybe the roster is miserable because they know there's going to be a lot of layoffs come post-Survivor Series. Widdy-wee, widdy-woo. We're in the Continental Airlines arena. And we look at the crowd, and the first thing we see is a giant Steph can't act sign in the crowd. Was a good sign for a lively crowd. Mm. Or not. Tonight, mm. it's Curtin Austin versus the Brothers of Destruction. Yay, K-Main event. And also, The Rock is WWE World Heavyweight Champion again after beating Jericho on Raw, like Rock said he would. Mm. So Rock is defending that title against Booker T tonight in what they call a house show for Rock. <laughs> uh, APA is here with Jackie. On Raw, the Duds lost to APA in a tables match, but APA are still mad at them because Bubba attacked Jackie midway through the match. Bastards. How dare How they? How dare there are you? There are laws here in these table matches. In she WWE. battered Disco Inferno. Don't you question <laughs> Jacqueline. Bubba's like, I was her self-defense. She was killing us. <laughs> How dare you give her an eye poke? <laughs> uh, so Stacey's here as we're looking at any excuse to have women slash six-person matches on TV because of how nice on the eyes Stacy is. Mm -hmm. Michael Cole says it's going to be an explosive night tonight. Not with Bradshaw starting off, it ain't. Uh, in fairness, though, this period of wrestling is perfect for Bradshaw, the big, dumb yank hitting clotheslines <laughs> and then tagging in his 90-year-old tag partner. Uh, Bradshaw hits the SOS. I hear them shitting. <laughs> SOS. Great Before <laughs> Stacy distracts and Taz calls her the tomato of Dudleyville. Where did that come from? Referring to an attractive woman as a tomato. I guess because she's ripe. I don't know. <laughs> she's very red. I don't speak Brooklyn. Sometimes mistaken for a fruit or a vegetable. 
Hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Fruits in suits, they're back. <laughs> oh, no. The fruits in suits are back. Hey, guys, look, it's the welcome return for the WWE pay per view. And we spent an hour on the episode of SmackDown, an hour and a half on the WWE record. <laughs> It was a great hour and a half. You can't too. call them bananas and jamas. Call them fruits in suits. Yeah. We desperately need them on the show. <laughs> they're, they're the the clown of Australia. <laughs> Bradshaw spanks Keebler, allowing the duds to get the advantage. Taz offers to rub it better for her. <laughs> With her leg size, you better hope someone's got a spare copy of the yellow page. <laughs> Stacey tries to interfere again, but Jackie takes her out the ring, but this just results in a 3D. And this time, I love this, this time the crowd knows the 3D's coming. Even before Farouk has even done his Irish whip, which is going to get counted. They know it, don't they? That 3D chant rumbles early. It's so great. Farouk's not even done the Irish whip. Yeah, oh, 3D! <laughs> if I were Farouk, I'd have stopped and gone... Oh, I'm not doing that then. Yeah, wait, oh, uh, thanks, guys. Spinebuster. Oh, Bubba's, Bubba's behind me. Thanks. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, this was a, a nothing match. It was an ugly looking 3D as well. Like he collapsed. You forget how, yeah. how well you have to position yourself on a 3D mm. to make sure you just hit the canvas. But like he landed on Bubba. Like he crashed in. It was almost like a, it was almost like Farouk did a splash onto Bubba Ray <laughs> as opposed to a 3D onto him. Yeah, but on the plus side, Farouk does the best spine buster, so that's nice. Yes, he does. Mm. That one movie does. The other one is uh, <laughs> drink beer on TV. <laughs> Damn. Funny. So, yeah, it was okay. Austin talks to Debs backstage, explaining he wants info. So Regal shows up, and Austin wants a meeting later with some Alliance buddies. There's one of these lots of segments backstage, so we'll get to it later on. Now, I'm sad at this no bit one. because um, Austin shouts at Deborah for doodling on his clipboard. Because uh, he's got a clipboard of, of, oh, yeah. of names and stuff. And then Regal, and when that's when Regal says, "Go and you know," Austin says, "Go and corral all the alliance members. Yeah. I want to have a chat with them in the ring." We never saw what Deborah doodled. I want to know what Deborah doodled. I don't think it was like a picture of her and Austin like getting married, <laughs> eating the worst cookies in the world. Yeah, or, or Austin going, "Lovely cookies, Deborah," like in little cartoon stickman version. <laughs> That'd have been nice. Or maybe just a horse, <laughs> just drawing a lovely horse. I'd like to know what Deborah doodled. Please. It's dignity. What did Deborah Doodle? What? Classic at cultaholic.com. All right, Ned Flanders. Then Matt Hardy talks to Lita. Lita is wearing an Xbox top, and Matt is dressed like a super sour sweet. <laughs> he is a super sour sweet, to be fair. Matt tells Lita he has a chance tonight of winning the Coronel title. What? The Coronel title. He goes, What do you say? Are you all right? No, it's just how I talk. Yeah, goes, oh, oh, okay. I thought we were having a mixed tag match tonight. And Matt does his uwu expression and says, bah! <laughs> His got... accent is so thick, I hear they use it to surround Chernobyl. Like, <laughs> 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 bloody hell, mate. Uh, mixed, I got mixed feelings for this, because like Matt was like, I've got a shot of the IZ title. And Lita's like, but Matt... We had an inconsequential mixed tag match book for later. No, not the How dare you get an opportunity at a belt? Not the inconsequential title. <laughs> having said that, having said that, the rule should always be that whatever you get booked in first, you should always honour. Yeah. So there is that. Unless you get a better payday elsewhere. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. It's no, 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 no. And suddenly you develop a, a cough and leave. Um, 
But yeah, so it, 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 we continue the drama between Matt and Lita. <laughs> the uh, drama. The drama. It's proper Emmerdale vibes. It's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Charity Dingle to come in and stun everybody. So Star's part of this goes, are these fuckers going to do it? <laughs> cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. William Regal has the alliance appear in the crowd. In the crowd, the ring, you idiot. Um, including the Dudleys, who just wrestled, which seems a bit harsh. Mm. Uh, Austin comes out, and he explains he stunned Vince on Raw because Vince is a liar. Steve Austin asks the Alliance if they trust him. Charvo does. That's nice. Hugh Morris is in the corner picking boogers. Picking boogers on Austin's interview. <laughs> Son, do you trust Austin? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Austin yells, well, stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Helms trusts him. Okay. Kidman and his greasy hair stretching against the ropes. Do you trust me? I trust you. Okay. But wait. It's cool, Austin. It's the beady-eyed wonder Taz. <laughs> and crowd goes, ooh. Steve Austin says he thought he heard Taz talking smack about him on TV. Isn't he from near here in Red Hook? Come in the ring, Luke, Taz. Lukewarmest pop you've ever heard. For saying Red Hook, yeah, but when he gets in the ring. Taz throws his headset off, and the crowd is like, yeah, you idiot, go get killed. <laughs> Austin makes the alliance get back and give him some space, as they all need some Tic Tacs because they stink. <laughs> Taz cuts Austin off, so Austin cuts his cut off to say nothing. Yeah. Just to cut him off. Taz wants to say something to Austin that he ain't going to like. Austin watches him, and Taz says, I didn't stutter. Crowd ooze that and chants, Taz, 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 like it's 98. Taz says Austin lives by DTA, but now, so the Alliance, but it stands for Don't Trust Austin. He does it slowly so the crowd knows, oh, we know what he's going to... Don't Trust 3D! <laughs> Austin stares at the Alliance, and then Taz says, I'm over here. <laughs> so Steve... <laughs> so Steve has a Come over here and say that. <laughs> I'm over here. Now go over there and <laughs> say that. 
So Steve stunners him as the crowd chant for RVD as the Lions leaves Austin. Austin yells, no, come back. But they don't come back because they're all going to the shoe shop to buy lugs. (laughs) A few notes on that before we get into the lugs commercial. Be do pause. Um, I think when you look at the shot of the ring, you realize how fucking dead the alliance is because it's such a, in comparison to where we began, like the numbers are down, but also who is left around him. And and who are the only ones that are left, like it is like, it feels like the Swindon branch of Alliance ah. now. And Austin just like hates them all. They all stink. They've all got bad breath. They're all shit. Like Austin just cuts them all down, which is what he's been doing all the time. So that's not unusual. Um, a few things, other things that I, so Mike Awesome, bless oh, him. Yeah. He tries to start something with Austin. I want to think it was more like awesome to thinking there's an opportunity here. So at one point when Austin, as Austin gets into the ring for the Alliance town hall meeting, he goes to, to the, to climb up to the rope and Mike awesome stands in his way very briefly and then lets him through. I thought, okay, maybe a Mike awesome thing. No, never seen that again. No. Uh, but he tries, bless him. Uh, the crowd give us a meat chant when he's talking to, when he, Steve Austin starts addressing Sean Oh, is that Sean what they were Stays. chanting? They go, meat, <laughs> which is nice. Always, uh, Austin picking on Taz is always a joy. And I've written here, can't wait for Taz to stand up to Austin and then take a beating like a little bitch as normal. Um, as Taz and Austin are going back and forth, because the crowd is, the crowd's not, great tonight there's not many there but yeah. you because but because of that you hear little pockets of things that people shout and as taz and austin are going back and forth you just hear someone shout it's my favorite soap opera <laughs> just cut straight through i doubt they were talking about emmerdale it's my favorite soap opera uh, and then uh, austin then obviously austin beats taz like a little bitch and everybody leaves and it's just it's just another pacing for taz but and it's weird because whenever you whenever like taz stands up to austin like the crowd love it the crowd want it and it's if finch just goes oh you like taz fuck off he's shit when will you learn that he's shit? And I think this part of me, the conspiracy theorist in me, that, that thinks they do this. So eventually people won't pop for Taz. The Vince can go, see, you're not over. <laughs> well, you fucking buried me every time I stood up to him. Uh, interesting segment. Like, do contrast this with earlier Alliance segments and you can just see how lacking it is. Obviously, a few exceptions were people who weren't there. Um, I think, like, Booker and RVD deliberately weren't there and Angle mm-hmm. wasn't there, but... It was quite a thin, a thin herd ahead of Lugs. That's right. Lugs, which presents Test winning the IC title from Edge with the dirty pin on Raw. Something that isn't dirty is Lugs <laughs> clean shoes, providing you don't do dirty things in them, like stomping a mud hole in Taz. <laughs> then we cut to Austin bragging about stomping a mud hole in Taz. <laughs> in his Lugs. Yeah, oh, these, these shoes are great. Austin says, hey, Shane, you're tight with Booker. And then Austin does a fantastic, stupid impression by staring at his own hand and going, <laughs> and everyone knows it's Booker. So everyone goes, ha ha, funny. Uh, so he goes, get him. Then Steve yells at Step about being close to Kurt. And she goes, whatever, and go get him. And he also shouts at Heyman to go and get Rob Van Dam. I did have that. I, I typed Roman Reigns instinctively. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up because that sound foolish. Test heads to the ring. As it turns out, JR is replacing Taz the rest of the night. And I've just put, no, no, no. <laughs> boo, boo. 
something interesting that I've noticed, and it's not to do with JR, poor JR. I was going to say interesting. JR. You know, JR and Michael Cole, they're two color commentators. They're two play-by-play commentators. Yeah. So they don't, you know, it's oil and water most of the time. I noticed this from this match, and I, and I observed it throughout the night. They have stopped saying which promotion the titles are from, with the exception of the WWF and the WCW title. So Tony Chimmel oh. announces this as a test as he is the Intercontinental Champion. The and then later on, Kurt Angle will be announced as the United States Champion, not the WWF or the WCW. I don't know whether that's by design, whether it's a sort of raise some questions as to which company will survive at the end. Um, but they've stopped announcing the promotions that these belts are from. Ah, I guess well, one of them's going to be dissolved at the end. Yeah, it makes sense for Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah, so that means yeah. So maybe it's just to add some question marks. Who, who you'd have dealt that the Alliance are going to win a clean sweep at Survivor Series? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Test versus Matt Hardy. Matt wrestles with immediacy, goes for quick pins. Uh, of course, of course, he's doing it immediately. He has to go stare at different women backstage. He called the commentator. He has to go be a shit house as a boyfriend. <laughs> he hasn't got time for this bullshit. Test gets the pump handle. Counted into a reverse DDT very early on. These two working very well together. Test nearly wins the Doughty pin, but referee sees it. Boo. Matt gets the tights for two, so it sucks for evil wrestling tonight, I guess. Test misses his giant ass elbow off the top, and the twist of fate gets sidestepped, and the big boot avoided, with Matt landing the second rope leg drop for a really close two count. Matt goes, that was three, right? And then, obviously, Test gets up and kicks his face in. This was all finishes and trademarks in like three minutes. Mm. This is the type of fun match we'd see from a guy like Visceral Rikishi a few years ago. Hell yeah, test. He then poses on the ramp, but Edge spears him because he's a cheating get. <laughs> get in, get it done, get it gone. Jake. Uh, I like the spear on the ramp from Edge. I thought mm-hmm. that was nice because obviously Edge wants his IC title back. Gosh darn it. Gee willikers. Gee willikers. He's not afraid to swear. <laughs> Backstage, Booker T's getting stared at by Austin. Austin asks if he can break dance. Booker says yes. Austin says, that's nice. That's another thing we've got in common. Also, another more serious question. Do you trust Austin? <laughs> he goes, of course I do. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, what about this? And Steve shows footage of Booker T attack. attacking Austin in his debut just like months and months ago. And Booker says, of course, I did that for the Alliance. You weren't yeah. in the Alliance yet. And he goes, why don't you go with the RVD? He's the one who hung out with Vincent Mann and says he's a nice guy. Hey, that's actually a good point from Booker. Booker, snitches get stitches, mate. Tusk, tusk. Disgraceful behavior. (laughs) That's what the T stands for, tusk, tusk. (laughs) Booker, tusk, tusk. If only Ahmed Johnson had done that. When he he won the T. What do you mean it stands for tusk, tusk? I would have matched for this. Should have read the paperwork. And I own a tusk, tusk. I I ate nothing but cake for a week to get in the shape for this match for this. (laughs) Oh, I'm a Johnson though. I already own Fleetwood Mac's album. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> we then get a recap of Jericho versus Rock for the <laughs> world title. Oh, they, no, it's fine. They do reference it as the WCW oh, world okay, title. They, they reference the WCW title, the WWF title, the WWF tag team titles, and the WCW tag titles. But all the singles belts of a yeah. mid-card standing are just the Intercontinental, the European, yeah, yeah. the women, the women's, the... The whatevers. The whatevers. There's a women's belt, is there? And the who cares belt. Who cares With belt. Jericho dumping Rock through the announce table, but still getting rolled up by The Rock to lose, and the most Jericho thing to ever Jericho. Oh. <laughs> he takes it well, though, by brutalizing The Rock after the match with the title he just lost and leaving him bleeding in the ring. So Vince sees The Rock, and he still hopes that two of them can get together for the match at Survivor Series. It is pretty important. You and, <laughs> you and Jericho Rock sure would make me happy. Rock glares at him, 
and says, Vince's concern for The Rock is as phony as Steph's tits. <laughs> and I put, you're a one to talk about tits, Rock. Why are we wearing that big shirt 99 again? <laughs> he was doing the opposite no, to Steph. He was, having, he was having stuff removed. I gave his. my fat tits to Steph. <laughs> anyway, Rock's going to survive whatever happens. I actually really like that outfit The Rock wore in 99. Yeah. The tracksuit. He, he, made made cool. he made it work. Didn't he? he made it work. Yeah, cool. he, when he was bosom buddies with the, <laughs> the lights. <laughs> he wasn't bosom buddies. <laughs> That was that's why he was wearing the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a joke. <laughs> Booker tells a stretching RVD that he's the one who's going to jump to the WWF. RVD says, "Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you being honest with me." <laughs> I'm not sure if that was supposed to be the joke or not. No, I think it was because he said, "Next time I've got something to say to you, I'll make sure I tell you first. Yeah, but that's like, was that supposed to be? Next time I think about you, which is never, I'll tell you. It, it just, RVD's delivery isn't amazing. I, no, I, I didn't mind it. It's, I think because RVD's just got no, like, he's super chill all the time. And this was a real, was, it was with, with RVD. It was either RVD or Riddle, where, like, do, the WWF writers always wanted RVD to get RVD. fucking angry. Yeah. And he wouldn't. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. And then when they eventually did something that made him angry, he was like, right, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking, I've lost my zen now. Cheers. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's I, I think that's kind of in keeping with Van Damme. Where like he's not like any other wrestler would have gone. Why are you, you snitches? Get yeah. to kick your ass. But Van Damme's like, hey, whatever. Which is fine. Okay, I'll have you if they give him the material that works. But something mm. like this, like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Next time I'm thinking about you, I'll let you know. But he does let oh, him yeah. know. He does. He says Booker says RVD's jealous of him, and RVD grins. Mm -hmm. Booker T tells him to stay out of his business, sucker. RVD says my name ain't sucker. It's uh, 3D! <laughs> Booker says whatever and leaves. And it's just like, how he just annoyed Booker? I love, I like that. <laughs> I like that interaction. Like Booker went in just to try to wind up Van Damme and Van Damme just completely gave him nothing and it annoyed Booker even yeah. more. I, I, that is the greatest joy. When someone comes at you to annoy you and you end up just being super laissez-faire with them and they get more annoyed by yeah. it. Like they get them, like, they're like wound up by the fact that you're not wound up. It's yeah. a joy. It's a joy. Uh, the Rock versus Booker T. Brought to you by Xbox, Foot Locker, and Truth. <laughs> well, I've got some truth for you. Booker ain't winning. <laughs> Booker tries to bum rush The Rock, but it's The Rock, so he can't. However, Booker goes up to The Rock's heavily taped elbow, and Rock actually sells <gasps> for a bit. He actually sells for the, for, yeah. for the Booker man. And then he gives him a belly to belly. Oh, and then he goes for it again. <laughs> Booker knocks Rock down, but goes the Spinner Rooney as JR boils like a kettle. <laughs> JR getting annoyed that Spinner Rooney is quite fantastic. Booker hits the ref, so Jericho, in his hilarious black shirt with leather tights, ooh, hits the line salt on uh, the Rock, so Booker covers and wins the WWE World Heavyweight <laughs> Title. 3D! <laughs> no, yeah, right. Oh. Rock ignores Booker and attacks Jericho instead after sending him over the guardrail. Rock remembers he's in a match with Booker T and locks in the sharpshooter. <laughs> However, RVD shows up to kick Rock to save Booker. A nice moment for your lines. That ends the match with DQ. Then RVD has a think and lands the five star on Booker. Hey, he did it. I love that. RVD takes too long mocking Booker, though, and takes the rock bottom from recovering Rock. So then Rock takes too long looking at his fine work and walks right into a big chair shot from Jericho, who appears to be covered in beer. <laughs> I've put Friday already. It's <laughs> a grim chair shot, that yeah. one. Really they grim. They were vicious in 01. Yeah. What do you think of this mini squash? Do you know what? It was all right. I thought it was rock selling for Booker was a nice change. Mm -hmm. um, it was 
it was what it was. I think it, it added, it just continued to get us closer to the end of the, the invasion storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought Rock, I think Rock and Booker generally work quite well. I think. I think they had a good one at SummerSlam, despite the fact that yeah, it was did. very much a rock night. They did. They had no reason to be main eventing, but yeah. No, they should not have main evented it at all. Undertaker shows up with his beanie and long shirt and yells, <laughs> sup, boss, and acts like a punk kid to Vince for some reason. I'm calling the gang. He's the oldest teenager in existence. Undertaker tells Vince that Kane ain't here. Badass, rebel yell, Undertaker doesn't care, though. Vince says it won't be fair if Undertaker goes two-on-one tonight. Undertaker agrees and thinks they should make it fair. They should go get some more dudes to take him on. <laughs> Undertaker asks if he wants to be his partner. Vince apologizes, but he hasn't got his gear. <laughs> Always bring your gear, kids. You never know when opportunities there. Anyway, Undertaker wonders why Vince even wants Austin back, considering he's a sneaky Pete who turned on the <laughs> WF. Hey, that's a good point, limping biscuit. <laughs> Undertaker leaves and vows to take out Austin, and Vince does his just as planned laugh. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> exactly as I planned it. This was just made for this show, wasn't it? Just like some of this stuff's great, some of the stuff's bad, and some of the stuff's just fucking hilarious. And this is one of them. <laughs> Yo, the, sorry, I was just listening to corn. It's the con- <laughs> How can I help you, Vince? It's the convoluted ways that they keep the narrative going. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry, I was watching, I was listening to my Shasta McNasty audiobook. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm on him like DJ Lethal. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Woof, 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 woof. Woof, woof, woof. Yeah, you just mean... <laughs> that's woofing. That's what they did in 01. <laughs> All the kids were woofing in 01. Don't you remember? Oh, the kids were wo- woofing. <laughs> Regal in his demo mix theme call out... Yeah, I don't, I don't like yeah. it. Call out that big besmirching idiot, the Big Show. Big Show comes out and is somehow able to take out Sean Stajak and Billy Kidman. But how... <laughs> but then some of the members of the Putty Patrol appear and they all get choke slammed. Regal buggers off, no match, all angle. And that was it. Yeah, all, honestly. All fart and knee poo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for Big Show this week. The Big Show was like, no, no, that was for poo. <laughs> Heyman talks to RVD backstage with a hardcore title. Heyman says they need to talk about Austin. RVD says they need to talk about money, and Heyman disappears in a puff of smoke <laughs> like a <Louis> <laughs> Heyman, Heyman, where where do you go? Uh, You can tell it's a dead crowd when RVD shows up with the hardcore title next to Paul Heyman with his ECW hat, and there isn't an ECW chant to be heard. This is a sign of that, okay, wrap it up. They're dead tonight. There was that one smackdown we had from this year, wasn't it? The crowd with that dead. It felt like, you know what, just just, just, just do the matches and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Screw this one-horse town. There was a few, yeah, I think there's been a few where they've just got to get through it. They're not into this. Matt Hardy's backstage and goes, hey, leader, I can still tag with you with that match tonight. And leader's like, uh, you left without saying anything, so I'm teaming up with Jeff tonight. Matt seems pissed. I like the Hardys when they're acting like aliens who have never interacted with any human being before. <laughs> Sometimes, if you look in the background, you can see Matt Hardy drinking a can without taking the lid off. <laughs> Biting it. Jeff just... Take the little, take the little. What? <laughs> take the little. Oh, I'll take the little like a grand human. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff unwraps a banana, throws the bit, and eats the skin. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's us point crisps into his ear. <laughs> People. Yeah, so so Jeff's tagging with Lita, and Lita is um, bloody livid. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Matt's livid at yeah. Lita. Oh, I can't believe Like, how dare you find a replacement partner after I changed our plans? Yeah. Fuck, gaslighting bastards. And you know he's mad because he yells, <laughs> That famous phrase. Jesus Christ, Matt. Open your mouth. Vince. <laughs> and say, open your mouth and say, Oh! <laughs> Open your mouth. You know that thing you do when you put your shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a human. Meet, meet our friend Elon. <laughs> yes, we are humans. <laughs> Why are you two walking down the street holding hands? We are swapping juice to life fluids. <laughs> this incoherent ramble has been brought to you by Foot Locker. <laughs> and Kang and Kodos. Yeah. I voted for Kodos. Vince loved Big Show destroying the Alliance so much, he wants Big Show to place Vince in the series pay-per-view match. Oh, I forgot. They actually teased Vince being in the match, didn't they? Because mm. Shane's in it. There's a match graphic which features That's Austin right. and Shane, uh, Vince and Shane on separate sides. That's right. Uh, Big Show says, Dirk's boss, and gives him a big sweaty hug. And Vince is like, Neh. Austin sees this and is upset. So now's a good time to say, hi, RVD. <laughs> I mean, Austin goes, sit down on this chair. <laughs> With that level of pause. Avidi sits down and the lights dim. And Avidi goes, what is this, a tan? <laughs> what is There is. The <laughs> what the fuck? Avidi says, I saw this in all episode of Beretta. Yeah. I says, shut up. It's a five-syllable word. It's called interrogation. They used to say that on Beretta. Shut up. <laughs> Beretta. You think I our references are old? The TV show from the 70s. Avidi <laughs> turns it on him and goes, well, you're accusing me, but Austin, you could be the mole. Austin says, no, 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 don't, don't do that. No, you could be the mole. I mean, Vince said you could be, and you keep on accusing people. It's not to throw up that. And Austin just immediately turns out and goes, thanks for coming by, RBD. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, take care. I can go. Yeah, 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 good, good. Have a good night. Have a nice night. No. So that was a fantastic little performance by Austin. Annoyingly, the crowd does not pop for any of it. Because it's really good. It's, like, it's, this is actually good. It's I, well yeah. produced as well because you've got... Because Van Damme sits in the chair in the middle of the locker room and mm. then Austin presses a switch by the locker. The lights go out and a spotlight shines on the chair. <laughs> and then the, the, the shot is super close up of Austin over Rob Van Damme's shoulder, like being really yeah. intimidated. And, and Van Damme just like, going, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he cannot be intimidated because he's high as balls. He's high as fuck. He's Afro just... Man is number one on the chart still. I expect at any point him just to start touching Austin's face. You're covered in a very fine fuzz. <laughs> Wait, where were you last Monday? Where were you? Uh... <laughs> Never mind where were you, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. He said, where, are you going to join the Alliance? And I mean, he's like... Do you think cows communicate with each other? <laughs> like, was there nods and smiles and we just can't comprehend it? All right, you're free to go. <laughs> now we're in Canada. So he's not a mole, he's a cow then. <laughs> no. On, in Canada, though, they are reacting because it's the largest first day ticket sale in the history of Canada for WrestleMania X8. Enjoy oh. your one match so, guys. But they, but what a match. We'd have no idea, was, no idea at this point the match that was going to capture the imagination of the yeah. crowd that night. No idea. I hope they act better than the Hardys because it's a mixed tag match now. Uh, and they're wrestling Lance Storm and Ivory because they wrestled them on Raw, but it was Matt and Lita. Matt and Lita lost. 
when Matt jerked Lance off the apron and then Lita walked into a pin from Ivory. How is this Matt's fault? Why are they acting weird? Anyway, Jeff is wearing a smashing blouse. Mm. Lita spears Ivory while Jeff gets a Russian leg sweep and bounces with the momentum so he lands on his feet afterwards. That looked lovely. JR is amazed Jeff is doing all this while wearing a cap. And I can't see it, but I assume it's Xbox. And as soon as I type that out, the camera zooms right in to make sure, yes, it is definitely an Xbox cap. They go with Lita's Xbox top. <laughs> they match. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I'm like, surprised they didn't have Matt Hardy wearing a GameCube and going like, boo, boo, hiss, boo. <laughs> Jeff kicks Lance away to avoid the single crab while Lita gets a Frankenstein on Ivory. Lita Salt connects on Ivory. Bloody hell, Jeff and Lita win. And, and clean. Matt, you were the weakest link all along. Not you, Booker T. <laughs> we, we. Yeah. No, I, I thought this was fine. Um, I just, the Jeff Matt Lita thing is so frustrating because it doesn't, I think it's because we know that like Matt doesn't have, uh, currently, currently, he does not have the charisma to pull off a potential heel turn. Now, years later, Ah yes, he will be amazing. Yep. Not now. Not this. This. This is. This is one of those uh, very unfortunate attempted heel turns. I think, and they realised, nah, this ain't working. Yeah. This ain't working, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it, it helps if you understand what the heel is saying. Yeah, and unfortunately, Matt Hardy's uh, vocals are very. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone the great Carly. Acting school. <laughs> He's backstage trying to tie T-shirts onto his feet. <laughs> I'm a whore man. Christian, the ugliest pretty boy Aww. and European champion, demands to be called Christian, like in his theme. He wears a rival fake ball jersey or something. Maybe it was for rounders. I don't know. I'm sick of learning stupid foreign sports. <laughs> That even the Americans don't even bloody care about at this point. So if they don't care about it, why should I? Wow, I was a bit salty when I wrote this. You really were. Uh, Christian is defending this title right now against Mr. Tajiri, who mauled Regal on Raw. Crowd chants, let's go, Yankees, you dum-dums. One from Japan and the other's Canadian. <laughs> Fucking hell. Obviously yeah. cheering for American Samoa. Yeah. <laughs> that famous line from Savage yeah. during the Quebecers versus the Head Shrinkers. Good one, that. Tajiri's offense is beautiful, which is more than could be said for JR's summary of rebellion. Quote, we had a great night in Manchester. We were on fire. <laughs> he did. Right, cheers. No, no, he had a great night in Manchester and he came back with crabs. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> JR points out Tajiri and Tori's names both start with a T. Fucking hell. And I put, was he always like this? And we didn't notice because his voice sounds cool. Three hours into a pay-per-view. He can't fathom. No one can fathom why Tori and Tajiri are, are a couple. Fucking ask him. Like, it's a good, well, I don't get it. She's tall and American and he's from Japan. It must be they've start name with T. That must be it. Maybe ask him. Maybe Tajiri's got massive fucking cock. <laughs> That's what Taz with a silicone trick. <laughs> And if that's the reason, then love wins. Hey, yo, Tajiri's never won a match with the tarantula, but he's won, he's won plenty with the bee sting. Oh, fucking hell. I'm mixing animals here. Anyway, Tarantula locked in to set up the big kicks, which get dodged 
and because he dodges it, he's right there for the Unprettier. So, nice little counter. Mm -hmm. JR points out this wasn't a European title match. Tajiri lost anyway. I don't know why it wasn't, and JR pointed this out. Anyway, Tajiri is cool, regardless of JR yeah. being old. He always looks great. He's one of the best on the roster, is Tajiri. He is. Chuck him out there and he'll have a bang with everybody. Exactly. What a guy. Keep your eye away from him. Austin accuses Kurt Angle backstage of talking with Steph. So they must be about to jump to WWF. Angle has enough of this because <laughs> Austin's being crazy and tells him to take his hat and shove it as Steph also walks away. And the pained Austin yells, what? Pathetically. Big pop for Angle shouting at Austin. Yeah. Which is interesting. You know, a weaker build. Yeah. <laughs> Angle's not the mole, though. That's silly. Uh, just, just, blip, 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 That'd be really fucking stupid storytelling. It's obviously Austin. And it's the <laughs> Xbox of the week. You know, that console that was huge, hard to move, and look behind the times. Well, unrelated, but this presents The Undertaker's entrance. <laughs> and there's no Kane tonight. And it's a shoot. He doesn't show up. No, he's legit not there. He's not there. He's knackered. He spent all year fucking injured. Give him a night off. <laughs> Give him a night off. Yeah, the poor I think, bastard. I think he was going to be there. He was driving the arena. It was like, what's a crowd like? And they go and just go home. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him you're sick. Fuck him. Uh, Austin Angle both out to go <laughs> on the ring together to take out Undertaker. So they go, all right, on three. All right, one, two, three. Austin stays behind. Love that gag. That was good. Kurt Angle realizes immediately that he's been set up and looks pained. <laughs> Undertaker sends Angle into the third row in an impressive moment that Angle did not need to do, which is one of the reasons why we love him. But it's also one of the reasons he has so many bleed back issues now. He takes a blinder on the concrete. He really does. And not an episode of SmackDown. Like, hey. <laughs> uh, this leaves Austin and Undertaker together, but as last week proved, this is a good thing. Not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Austin jumps off the apron and onto or into Undertaker's hands as these two are making Undertaker look like 2014 Lesnar. <laughs> Austin gets his cheap shots in to keep Oldie away and he eventually gets cut off before Undertaker blasts everyone with his cool badass moves because Undertaker is Undertaker. <laughs> before, Austin just gets the fluke roll up to win the match. Uh, A and A take turns battering Undertaker post-match with <laughs> Austin so mad he <laughs> pushes Angle off to get at Undertaker. But after Austin stunners Undertaker, and they're both gloating about it, Austin stunners Angle. Crowd doesn't pop. No. Angle is very upset, yelling, what are you doing, Austin? Show ends with both Undertaker and Angle staring at Austin on the ramp as he's drinking beer, looking at both of them. A nice bit of frame in there. Both, like, Undertaker's in the ring. Yeah. Pain, like, oh, you beat me. And Angle's on the outside going, oh, you hit me, and we won. It's a beautiful framing throughout. And also keeping you guessing on who the, on, on, on Steve Austin's uh, reliance or the alliance. Oh, that's, that's hey, look at that. Very much. Yeah, I think the, the whole episode was based around, look, it's Austin, right? Ooh, Austin, Austin, Austin. Mm. To swerve your bro. And it set that up very well. Apart from that, there wasn't much else. It was... Uh, it certainly wasn't a good We've crowd. had some really good episodes of SmackDown lately. This wasn't up there. Mm -hmm. It just sort of petered along. It pootled along, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, were you, what, would, do you remember watching this? And if so, is this something that you remember? Uh... No. <laughs> no. That's fair enough. <laughs> Sorry to be bleak. No, uh, no, not at all. Yeah, I do not remember. I may have watched it. And I don't remember anything about it, which is a bit sad, I know. But there wasn't that many memorable things. So yeah. it doesn't have to always be an A-plus SmackDown. No, it's right? true. We yeah, are set up for the biggest SmackDown remember, The only thing I do remember is the interrogation scene. I remember uh, that distinctly with, with the lighting and, and Austin getting in Rob Van Damme's face. I remember that very distinctly. But oh, as you say, nothing else really. 
I'll say this, though, about bits like that. I know that there was a few other segments with Austin doing this stupid stuff backstage. I wasn't a fan during this period. No. The build-up Cyber Series, because I'm like, this is supposed to be this really important match, and Austin's an idiot. Like, not not getting it. Like, in fairness, a lot of people were. Numbers are down. But now I watch him as an adult with a better head. I'm like, oh, no, these are funny. Yeah, <laughs> you can appreciate them on a different level now. Yeah, he's supposed to be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so therefore, you forgot everything. One thing show. I forgot, though, yeah. just in terms of development and storylines and stuff like that, is the bit I said earlier. The fact that they were going to go with Vince versus Shane at Survivor Series. Ah. Like, give me strength. <laughs> but it would have been in keeping with the way that they bloody have, have framed the whole Alliance story. True, but who's been in the Alliance? Sorry, no, I should reword that. Who was in that match for the Alliance at Survivor Series. It's Shane, Booker T, RVD. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle and Steve Austin. Yeah. So, Austin, Angle are WF guys. Shane's Shane. And just Booker T and... Booker T and, and Rob RVD. Van Damme are the only two. Yeah. And it's like... But oh. then when you wind it back to the inaugural brawl where we had Bubba Ray, Devon, Rhino. Issued up. Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, God, that's right. And Booker T. Yeah. So even then, you only had two original, like two newbies. You just and then three WWF yeah. guys. So it's been par for the course since the beginning. Yeah. But I think it's, it's even more glaring when you think, well, one of them is the the main WWF turncoat, one who turned the other week. The other is Shane. Yeah. It's even more obvious now. It's that, like, look all the stars they've made. Mm. Like, oh. Okay. It's, a, it's a very bleak sky mm. ahead of them. The match is great, though. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. We'll have some fun watching the match, without a doubt. Mm. What was uh, something that you... You said you remembered the Austin um, Barretta. Was uh, <laughs> there something that you forgot about this? I forgot the the town hall meeting with the oh. with this with with Austin with the alliance seemingly going against Steve Austin, uh, even Mike Awesome <laughs> standing up to Austin. Uh, I forgot that, but I knew there was some like question marks over it, but I didn't realize how blatant it was. Like how all of a sudden they turned on a dime on him. Uh, so I forgot about that. Uh, so, but it, which is, makes sense because the rest of the show is. Quite forgettable, but fine, just fine. Uh, next week's will be interesting because next week's SmackDown that we cover, it's the go home show for Survivor Series. It features a blistering Paul Heyman promo. Yay! And I've got the the live feed for that because it also features. Well, uh, um, you never guess. It's the one with the earthquakes. Uh, not return to TV is um, what do you even call it? Yeah, dark match. Yeah. Yeah, dark match. Like, I don't know, it was like a tryout. Yeah, it was I a... hate, I don't even call it a tryout, but like, oh. hey, could I be here? It was a pre-show, yeah, it was a pre-show. I could be, I could be in WCW, I was the shark. <laughs> so you've got that, you've got Paul Heyman's blistering promo, and you've got which, uh, the uh, conclusion, which is generally considered by people online as the best SmackDown ending ever. Oh, I do that a... is a tease. Yeah, fifth over... It's been shared online on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram over something like 16 million times, this particular ending to SmackDown. And people like lament as like one of the best endings of SmackDown. I don't know what it is, which is amazing. You'll know it when you see it. Oh, yeah, I'll know it. You'll know it when you see it. That is a hell of a tease. One of the best teasers we've done. This might be the best ending to a classic SmackDown podcast that has ever happened. It might very well be. You'll find out when we're there next week. Uh, until we are back together next week. Here's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm Anton Campbell on Twitter. Where I go, Lonnie, I'm going to join us. I miss Kane this week. You know who I didn't miss? 
Mick Foley. Happy Christmas. Love you. Bye. Bug bug bookaroo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 